are back with another season of the challenge. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. Sheldon, there is no greater high than a new season of the challenge. I say it all the time. Very few things I love on TV more than the debut episode of a new season of The Challenge. Oh. It's just so fun. It's fun to see all your familiar faces, catch up with everyone, see what everyone's been up to, what's gone on between the last time we've seen them. It's just great. It puts a smile on my face. Truly, it is the sweetest plum. And one of the things I like, and we're going to get into this as this, this episode of You Kill It rolls on, a lot of very attractive people, a lot of very single people. Yeah, that's always it a thing. It is a great always combination. It's good for us. And it, it always starts with like these great scenic shots of TJ just looking badass, like getting in and out of cars and like, you know, <laughs> it's just amazing. Was, it's so I good. I was talking about this <laughs> with someone. It's so funny because TJ used to just show up as like, the most disaffected skater bro like half the time mm -hmm. it seemed like he didn't even know what show he was on and yeah. now they have these elaborate like openings and he's almost in costume and they have like they definitely like have a, a better well, sets budget and like props budget and well, think about it. My guy keeps showing up as if he's like uh, another character in the Fast and the Furious, right? Like he's always got some dope car or motorcycle or whatever. And it's like this served no purpose other than this three second intro into a scene. Like serves absolutely no purpose, but it's in the budget just to make TJ look badass. And it works. I mean, season 37, like every time I write that down, I'm always like, wait a second, that's kind of crazy. 37 seasons of the challenge and what's this called spies lies and allies like okay i'm in i'm in i'm in i'm intrigued that they're once again leaning into the espionage theme right double agents and now this <laughs> like someone's yeah. been renting james bond not that anyone rents movies anymore you know what i mean i just aged myself i got you so before we get into this, though, I got a question for you. Did you watch that like kind of preview episode, Global Activation? I did not. I think they called it. Uh, so I figured most people wouldn't, right? Because like, really, there's no need I, to, I'm right? I'm going to pause you there because so as longtime listeners know, or people that follow me on Twitter, I was en route back to Toronto, back to our home and native land. Uh, so I was airborne when it was when it came on the air, when it was broadcast here. Mm -hmm. But I did watch uh, the first season of X on the Beach. So basically the same thing. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. Right? Uh, do we know anyone from the challenge that was on the first season of X on the yeah, Beach? Yeah, it's where Corey met Taylor, his, I believe, their fiancé, ah. and the mother okay. of a second child. And Polly was on it and is way oh. less annoying like it's like he's first of all he's barely on it and not that he got kicked off he's just like minding his business and like loving life and is like quiet and dare i say cool so um oh and derek tory's ex oh yeah okay i got yeah. you there's I a got lot you. of are you the one people on it 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, that kind of is a pretty good segue into the global activation episode because you're meeting all of these people who obviously we don't know because there's 34 people. I think that's, that's it. Correct. That's there's, a total number. 34. 34 people, which is a lot. Te- technically but, 35, but we'll get to the, that at the very, very end. Yes. And then the the part of that is, in theory... It's 17 U.S. people, 17 world representatives, we'll say. But even on the U.S. team, it's not like all of those people are all challenge people. So they're also from a bunch of different shows. So your Are You the One segue works perfectly into this episode. Now, to catch people up, because, hey, there's no need for you to really watch that episode. It's just kind of a background of how they set up everyone getting into the house. And so what they did was... At first, all of the normal challengers that you know, they're all in cars pulling up and they get dropped off at the house. And then they had to, you know, they're there by themselves, finding all their rooms, all that jazz. And then they're like, oh, you got to get ready for a challenge. So then they leave. And then cars start pulling up later on that night with all the other world challengers. And they show up to the house and they're running around trying to be like, oh, wait. What room should we be in? But they're noticing that people's stuff's already there. It's like, oh, the drama. So it was a pretty cool setup. But really the purpose of it is to introduce you to who these people are. So I thought a fun little thing we could do off the front end was I'll just give you my random notes from that episode. Just kind of like a rapid fire type thing. And people who are listening save you some time so you don't have to go watch the episode either and we'll kind of tell you like who's who what's what what kind of show like first impressions of all these people and you're also doing it with the context of seeing them in the first episode but now i'll be able to give you a little bit of background info what a service you're providing both to me and our listeners i'm up for this and also it'll be helpful because I was I was really judgmental and just totally basing my opinions on everyone <laughs> based off of their looks okay. and their like thirty seconds of screen time. So this this might uh, change some of my early assumptions, which is probably for the best. So again, no problem, no problem. So I'm just gonna keep going. Stop me at any point. Okay. Ramble for a bit off my random notes, which will probably won't even really make sense. But hey, that's part of the bit, right? Let's go. So the first car we really see and get in depth is Corey and Nelson, right? They're driving around. And I can't lie. I was happy to see Corey and Nelson. But Nelson says, quote, I hope we have a pool because I brought a thong. Close quote. And instantly I'm just like, all right, Nelson, we're back. <laughs> um we're going to talk about this more, but I have a mm-hmm. shameful confession, Sheldon. Okay. okay. I think I'm starting to like Nelson. That's fair. We'll, we will definitely get there. We'll definitely get there because I'm not far behind you at all. I don't feel good about uh, myself saying that. I just want to be clear. Hey, someone else I know you do like is CT and skinny CT, shredded CT. We got to see that. Then we get another car. It's... Ashley and Amanda and Corey L, who's from some show called 12 Dates of Christmas. I have no idea what that is. Does any, if anyone knows what 12 Dates of Christmas is, give us a show. Let us know. Deep, deep, deep cut shows that are now getting tapped. 
but he seems to be like a really good character. There's a lot of depth there. Like he uh, later on in the episode, he goes in depth more about like his upbringing and, you know, what he wants to do in terms of representation on the show. So I think there's a lot of different interesting angles there from Corey L. And of course, seeing Ashley and Amanda again, that just gets me hyped. Like that's a duo that I am here for. I love them both. In terms of representing what the challenge is, here I for I love them. Ashley and Amanda so much. They are, yeah. I'm like, well, I was gonna say they're not good competitors, but that's not true. They are. Ashley, in particular, is a savant. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that they're both on. And also, like, I don't want to cast aspersions about someone's personal life, but like, Amanda just gave birth, mm-hmm. and she's single. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a great one-two punch. Well, I mean, she also spent like the last year working as a nurse, which she kind of got into about how, you know, that last year went like she was on the front lines as a nurse in the middle of COVID. So, hey, I'm all for Amanda being like, hey, how do I how do I take a break from that for a bit? (laughs) I'm going to go have some fun on the challenge for like a month or two months or whatever it is. I'm here for that. That would also uh, that kind of strain would be hard on relationships. That makes sense. I forgot that she was a nurse. It's been, it's been a minute mm-hmm. since we've had Amanda on the show. It's been like one or two years. This is why we're going through the background episode. So you get Sheldon. caught up on what everyone's doing, right? So as we keep going, we get another car of Americans. But this one has Tommy and Michelle, who are from Survivor. Michaela, who is also from Survivor. But Tommy and Michelle are both winners of Survivor. Michaela kind of was discussing how she doesn't want to be seen as the third wheel of the survivor winners, but she seems to have a game plan. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> did, did she write down her game plan, Sheldon? <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously we'll get there, right? See how funny this is now when you go back into your notes of the first impressions. So next car, we got Jeremiah from love Island us. He's a football player, which I haven't done this yet, but at some point, or one of our listeners for sure will message us with, you know, we always have the running bit of someone who says they're a football player. Like, what does that actually mean? I always say that's a bachelor trope. Yeah. Where every season of The Bachelor, even though I don't watch, there's always someone who's like an ex-football player. And it's like, really? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean high school? Does that mean Pop Warner? Are we talking like legit football? Like Div 1, Div 2? But instantly, though, Jeremiah is in the back of this limo with Tori and Anissa, like right in the middle. And he is just flirting with Anissa and she's gobbling it up. And Tori's trying to behave herself. And you can just see where this is going. You can see that Tori Tori's ready to have some fun on this season, which we appreciate for sure. Um, the next limo we get, it's Devin who is sitting in between Josh and Fessy <laughs> and he's sitting there just super awkward. And Devin says, yeah. So, uh, about that whole big brother sucks. thing." <laughs> <laughs> he pauses, but here's a big thing that they didn't really allude to in the first episode, but Devin Fessy and Josh, they have agreed to squash their beef and leave it in the past. Oh. And they're saying they're going to all work together. The war is over. They had like all these graphics pop up and Devin wants to make a super alliance. I mean, we'll see how that plays. You out. know how I feel about Devin. 
we'll, we'll see how that plays out, right? Next up, we got Casey, who off the bat says she's coming into this game and she's single and she's got her eyes on one person and one person only. Josh. Sorry. Then it all stops. It's like, no, I'm joking. Nani. <laughs> I was like, okay. So they're coming into the house. Sheldon, don't do that to me. That's what Casey did to us when we're watching the episode. So you get Nani and Casey coming in and they seem that, you know, they're about ready to get a relationship started. That's where they're at, which if you remember and you've been following the challenge from a past couple seasons, it wasn't last season. So it might've been what, two seasons ago where this kind of developed where you could see something was, Oh, it was the bunker season. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem so long ago? Cause that was like at the start of quarantine. You're right. It was at the start. It was at the very start of quarantine. Right. The other thing when they also were in that bunker yeah. in where was that again? The Czech Republic. Czech Republic. You mentioned yes. that this is the 37th season of the challenge. You appreciate that you and I started doing You Killed It with season 29. So we've done eight full seasons. Also, I didn't even remember three that. seasons of um, Champs versus Champs versus and one okay. season of All Stars. Wow. That puts us... So that's what, 11 seasons? Yeah. Of You Killed It? 11 seasons of You Killed It. That's crazy. Good on us. Shouts out to to us, to me and you. Just keep the train moving. Just keep the train moving, right? Um, I'll keep going, right? I'll just keep going quickly. So Michelle, uh, she seems like a politicker. That's what I wrote down. And hey. The Survivor Big Brother Alliance, they're trying to already stake their claim. Who's going to go after who? As you mentioned, Amanda's back. Amanda had a baby. She was on the front line as a nurse during the pandemic. Then we got Nani and Ashley. They're trying to talk about can they work together? We know that already. We'll see. Tori comes on in the middle of a confessional and says that she just got out of a relationship and then she fucked Fessy and Turks and Caicos, (laughs) but it didn't go well. I was like, whoa, okay. And she's like, my my mom told me this wasn't a good idea. My sister told me it wasn't a good idea. And hey, sometimes you just got to learn on your own. I, I was like, whoa, okay. I have to say, so Fessy generally comes off poorly. Like, just the, like every yeah. season he's been on of reality television, he does not put his best foot forward. Mm-hmm. But I think what's even more impressive is that clearly like i don't think we're getting the full scope of his shadiness like people have such strong negative reactions to him on the show that i feel like we're we're not getting like what we see is only the tip of the iceberg so this follow what's going to happen here right so Nelson says he's still going for Fessy. Nelson and Amanda are having conversation, right? And as you saw in the actual episode, Nelson looks at Amanda as kind of like a little sister, you know, super protective over her. They're friends. Obviously, they've done multiple seasons of the challenge. So Nelson is saying he's going for Fessy, and Amanda is just, like, gassing him up. Like, yeah, what he did to you is so terrible. Like, she's, like, gassing him up. Like, yeah, you should go at him. Then in her confessional, she's like... (laughs) Yeah, but I think Fessy's also kind of really cute. <laughs> and, and I wrote down, I see you, Amanda. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. This is why Amanda's awesome. Amanda, 
she just sums up exactly what we love about the challenge the same way that Corey and and um nelson it's just funny seeing all these people back what, so Corey, sorry, what i think is funny it, i'm an only child so mm -hmm. i can't really base this off of experience but nelson okay. says that amanda's like a little sister to him isn't that exactly mm -hmm. like a little sister to a gas you up and b also be like yeah but i'm gonna go like hit on that dude that i just, like it's fair like i'm going to do it's everything fair. i can to be annoying in this like that is little sister behavior you make great points, my dude. You make great points. Also, who makes good points is Corey, who we've seen over the past few seasons as the mature one. Corey's telling Fessy, hey, man, you need to try and squash it with Nelson. I really think you should go try and talk to him and, you know, try to squash this because we got to move forward with this and see where you guys are at going in this game. Whether you guys are together or not, you got to figure that out ahead of time. Mature move from Corey, right? Fessy still seems to be Fessy doing whatever Fessy wants to do, right? But here's the thing. Fessy also is clearly trying to show a different side of himself. They show him because um, it's Ramadan mm. when they're filming. So he went in depth kind of talking about how this would be the first season that he's filming while having to... Uh, fast as well from sun up to sundown so he was talking about hey you know like this is something that's really important to me and i know people think that i'm just this big goofy like i'm just here to like make out and, and be a jerk but there's also another side to me and i'm like is this the fessy rebrand here i see what he's trying to do here i get it i understand it but interesting play i'll say that i'm not buying uh, the fessy rebrand based off of the first episode alone I'm just saying, I'm just giving the, I'm just giving the background here. I'm the messenger here. I'm the messenger. <laughs> um, Nelson, who we've seen in the trailer, obviously, and we saw in the first episode, Nelson and Ashley got their thing going on, but Nelson is trying to put in work with Michelle very early on in this episode as well. And Corey gassing up, gassing up Ashley, because as we find out, Ashley in nelson have a thing mm -hmm. can i ask you something i know we'll get to this in the main episode we'll like deep dive into it but like is there any chance that that doesn't end poorly no there's <laughs> i mean amanda calls it in the episode but like there's no way it goes badly i mean you in previous seasons mm -hmm. ashley and nelson have described their relationship as being sibling like much like Nelson yeah. just described Amanda as a little sister. Interesting. I'm not implying anything okay. between him and Amanda. I'm just saying that like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. They're both volatile and he's stupid. And there's a lot of... And we see it in the trailer, right? There's a lot of other women, attractive women in the house. And Nelson isn't really one to... Focus? Discriminate. <laughs> I'll say that. That's fair. Uh, but let's get to these new people. Let's get to these new people that we might not be familiar with, right? Because it's cool to get caught up with the challenge people we know and like what's been going on with them. The new people. Because we know what... Oh, sorry. As I described earlier, what happened in the house is TJ pops up on the screen. TJ tells all the US people, hey, get in your gear. It's time for this challenge to begin. So they leave the house. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, it's now nighttime, and now the same thing happens. There's a bunch of cars pulling up, and we're getting introduced to the next people, right? 
So the world team starts coming in. Obviously, first person we see is Kyle. And Kyle is hump, is hyping up, uh, what's my guy's name? Huey? Huey. And Huey is from Big Brother UK. And I found it interesting because I'm, I'm just like wondering what these, what those versions of the show is like. Because he's from Dublin. I think it was Big Brother UK or, or it's Big Brother UK and he's from Dublin or it's Big Brother Dublin. One or the other. Because like it wouldn't be Big Brother UK because that would just be Big Brother. Like that's originally a British show, right? Ah, you make valid, po- but hold on. But to show, but because this is airing here, yeah, it feels like a very Americanized thing to do that they would just call that Big Brother UK, yeah. right? That's do you know that's what I mean? A fair point. Sorry, America, you guys do that a what? lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your boy Gabo <laughs> from Warsaw just, Shore, <laughs> right? Which is based Jersey Shore. Like that is just amazing, and his description of it was just so perfect he's like oh yeah i'm basically he said exactly what he told nani he just went in more depth about he's just here to have fun and party and he said i'm just gonna pick i'm gonna pick a partner to that's hot because that's why he's here (laughs) he thinks he's coming into the jersey shore house like this is his dream come true he's like one step closer to being on jersey shore he's just that's the vibe i got just a wild and crazy guy um I have a question for you. So the Jersey Shore, like the original Mm -hmm. one, like with the situation and Snooki and all Mm -hmm. those, it was definitely supposed to be like real world Jersey Shore. And then they just called it Jersey Shore. But it's like the same format as the real world, right? So it was actually, I think, remember the show True Life? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. I think at first it was supposed to be like True Life, The Shore or something like that. And then they're just like, oh, maybe we have something here. And then it snowballed. Mm-hmm. I think I have that right. But essentially, yes, you are correct. Totally. My question for you, um, though, is mm-hmm. do you think people who are on the Jersey Shore, are, who are on Jersey Shore, should come on this show? I guess they're a little old now. Do you know what? I'm here for entertainment. Because so whatever is entertaining, I'm I, here. I want to see Ronnie on the challenge so badly because you know, <laughs> like I want to see him first of all standing near real human beings because my guy's definitely five foot four. Okay. Yeah. And also, yep. he's just like he's a horrible human being, and I'd like to see him get trucked. And also, <laughs> I think it would be hilarious just to like because they're like celebrities now like Polly d in particular yeah is like i bet you they couldn't afford to get them on oh probably not we'd really need one of them to have a fall from grace yeah definitely agree uh but your boy gabo just basically says he has popcorn muscles like he's (laughs) a big dude but like he's i'm pretty i did not use that term i know i'm pretty sure that's what he he said said it on the regular episode too and I was like, yeah. I appreciated his self-awareness, but not the show to come on with popcorn muscles. Like, <laughs> it's just it's hilarious. Not, it's, it's not where different. you want to be. Uh, fan favorite pulled up next, Big T. And she was with Logan from Survivor Spain. Um, Logan, Logan almost seems like he's from one of those, like, uh, you know, when you, you flip out, what's a, those soap operas? Yeah. My guy kind of seems like he could be one of yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of the term and I, it was on the tip of my tongue and I was like, no, I don't want to mess it up. But yeah, and so he describes how he's a model 
and you know but he's not really focused on just being a model right like he wants to he's a really nice guy and he was focused in on working with Denisa. big t seemed to already be falling for him it was hilarious <laughs> i have to say then we get logan looks like like if you're watching a romantic comedy mm-hmm. and like about a husband and wife and there's like a scene where they just had a, a fight or whatever, and the wife is like, "Well, I'm gonna." They're on vacation, and the wife's like, "I'm gonna go get a yep. massage, or I'm gonna go take samba yep. dancing, or whatever, like dancing lessons." Logan is who the massage therapist would be, or like the dance instructor. He's a temptress, but like super nice, like not a bad guy at all. Oh, you know what I okay. mean? Like okay. you, yeah, yeah, he's so I got good, you. You can't like he's not hitting on the wife. It just happens to be that he's a very attractive man. He's a likable dude. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Then uh, Bettina. Is that how you pronounce her yeah. name? I'm going with that. From Paradise Hotel, Sweden. <laughs> Which is just like amazing. I feel like I want to just go on YouTube and, and just watch like a scene from each of these random shows. Mm-hmm. Just to see what the vibe is like. Is it like the shows here? Do you know what I mean? Or is it like crazier? Because we talked about this before on the mm-hmm. pod the Jordy shore yeah and how completely insane that show is in comparison to jersey shore which we thought was insane but when you see Jordy shore that's like a next level of just chaos craziness tomfoolery going on yeah right um the thing about bettina which we didn't really see in the normal episode but we saw in the preview episode her laugh is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. I can't wait. So be prepared for that. It's coming at some point. It is messed up. Keep in mind, I was in the front row when Kawhi Leonard had his famous laugh. She might have Kawhi beat. Wow. Like, it's it's up there. There could be a remix done with between her laugh and Kawhi's laugh. You could come up with some, like, EDM beat for sure. And also, I thought... At first, I thought she was joking. I thought she was doing a bit. But then Big T, Big T was like, what is with that girl's <laughs> Like, it was amazing. I love Big it T. It was so good. Big T's the best. Oh, she had a great episode. Yeah. We're so happy to see Big T. Then we see Emmy from Survivor Romania. Okay, we got to take a... Emmy's the one with the blue hair. Yeah, you didn't need to say that. We need to take a pause and talk about Emmy. So, hold on. Emmy and your your man's Emmanuel, who's also from Survivor Romania. There's something big here. Or maybe I'll let you go, then I'll hit you with the surprise. Because I don't know if you know this is coming. Oh, okay. Um, Emmy. Mm-hmm. So, as you may know, as you may be aware, I'm a nerd. I have mm-hmm. geeky pursuits. <laughs> Where is this but, going? <laughs> like, not all nerds have the same energy, and it's really off-putting. When there's like the wrong kind of nerd energy, and okay. she's got the wrong kind. It's like you know who had the similar wrong kind? Turbo, who's also mm-hmm. clearly a nerd with his Dragon Ball Z shit. It's it's like the so, the wrong wavelength for me. It's interesting you say that. So again, they're both from the same season of Survivor Romania. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel is described as he's a vampire who impales and drinks blood. Close quote. I'm just going to let that pause for a second. Let that sink in. I hate it. Because so I was much. like, hold on. Wait, what? 
Yeah. So also with them was Priscilla from Love Island, UK. But either way, I was still stuck on this Emmanuel dude. And I they got to get this dude out of here. <laughs> like, I don't know when this comes up in the house. But like, yeah, let, I was like, wait, what? Let the record show <laughs> that You Killed It is firmly anti-vampire. This podcast is for daywalkers <laughs> only. Well, hold on. We've had the discussion about uh, TV shows that I watch. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, people are, and I'm always like, I, oh, I'm I out on so like. I so badly for you to say that you are a big Vampire Diaries fan. No, 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 no. The opposite. Remember we're talking about like TV shows and I'm, or even movies. And I'm like, nah, I don't watch Harry Potter. I've never watched like Lord of the right. Rings. I don't watch like True Blood. And Bill Simmons had the, had this saying a long time ago where he was like, I'm out on anything that involves <laughs> vampires. Hold on. What was it? Oh no, I'm forgetting the line. It was vampires, vampires, magic in the forest. I'm out. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That sums me up pretty well. <laughs> vampires, magic in the forest. I'm out. <laughs> but somehow I got sucked into uh, um, Game of Thrones. Okay. Game of Thrones obviously sucked me in because that was like, you know, yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah. But overall, I mean, like, most end. of that other stuff, I'm out. So clearly I'm out on my real life vampire dude on a reality show. Ain't nobody got time for that. Again, it's it's that like big con, like convention energy. I'm going to go ahead on a limb here and assume you've never been to a comic book convention. (laughs) You know me quite well. (laughs) Yes, you'd be correct. I've never been to a comic book convention. I love this podcast so much. There's... (laughs) You know, Sheldon, we're so similar in some ways and so different in others. And I think that's really the lifeblood of this podcast. But like, I love it. I love comic book conventions. Mm -hmm. I guess. How can I put this? People (laughs) are so relieved to like get down and nerdy, like be their like most nerdy selves. Like in their element. Yes. Like I will not be judged. Yeah, here. and, like, you know, they've left their job at Best Buy for the week. Like, they booked it off, and, like, they can just mm-hmm. lean into being a vampire or whatever or a uh, brony, whatever their flavor is. A what? Brony. Actually, keep going. Yeah, no, no, go on. That's keep a, going. That's I don't, a bro who's I don't want to dive down pony. the worm. Um, so, <laughs> but it's just. I don't even want to know. It's just, like, a little, for me, it's a little too much. Right, like they'll be like, no, no, mm-hmm. like please don't call me Emmanuel, call me Gangrel because I'm in my vampire form. Like they're like, they lean a little too heavy in, and it sounds like okay. your guy Emmanuel is doing that. And Emmy has that same energy. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, they've had uh, too many pixie sticks before they went in front of the camera. It's it's not my vibe. Yeah. So. A couple more people here that we got to get introduced to. There's a huge Nigerian contingent here. Yeah. And from Big Brother Nigeria, we got Esther and we got Tacha. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, though, so I apologize. I did not catch how to pronounce it. I would help you out if I could. <laughs> no, no, no. That's totally cool. But so they're saying that Tatcha is a spicy one. And and they didn't really get along on their season, but they realized they might have to work together. But Esther was talking about how proud she is to be on the show and represent for Nigeria. I like the energy Esther was coming oh, yeah, with. It seemed pretty cool. Hype. Yeah. I like oh, yeah. Her. 
Um, Berna from Survivor Turkey, which again, I'm not a Survivor anything fan, but I'd be interested to see what Survivor Turkey is like. Well, uh, Turbo um, won that, right? Yes, yes. Um, and Kells, who we got introduced to a little bit in the main episode because he was partners with Tori, but uh, he's from Too Hot to Handle. He seems like a fessy mold type, you know, like I'm feeling myself. I'm I'm big time. I'm cocky. I'm here to take people out. He seems like that guy. Okay. And so, yeah, uh, the best part, one of the most underrated parts of the whole episode was when TJ does the bit where he pops up on the TV screen to give them like what their next mission is going to be. Gabo is just like, who is this random guy on the TV? <laughs> like he has no idea who TJ is, <laughs> which is just funny. And then later on when they're talking about it, he's like, yeah, whoever that stranger was on TV tells us that we got to go find people. It's like, bro, you better hope TJ doesn't find out the disrespect you're giving the man right now. Cause that, that, that's not going to fly, man. It's not going to fly. The, uh, um, the thing that, I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk about, you know what? We'll save it for when we're talking about the actual episode. I have thoughts about people. Well, the last, the last person we were introduced to was Renan, who's from X on the beach and double Dutch. Don't know what that means, but he said he played basketball again. I don't know what that means. I'm put this <laughs> right. out here. I thought he was very attractive. Like I thought it, of the dudes, okay. mm -hmm. he's the one I'm most attracted to. Okay. Hey, do you, man? Thank you. Do you? Thank you. He just—he <laughs> has a really nice beard. Like he's a really well-groomed guy. What I don't understand, and this is something later <sighs> in the in the actual episode, he's like talking to mm -hmm. Michaela, who's his partner, and like, yep. And he's like. I'm 23, which is basically the same as being a 12-year-old, right? Like, a 23-year-old has done nothing with their lives. <laughs> wow. Okay. But at the same time, he's like, and I'm a sex therapist, which, cool career, I think would be <laughs> useful for being on reality TV. Interesting that he has to go on, like, X on the beach when, like, well, I guess it's sex counselor, not relationship counselor. But my, my biggest question is it could be going on for research yeah perhaps <laughs> my biggest question though is how is like a 23 year old certified in anything other than like flipping burgers and this is like a weird thing that seems to happen where like the european school system like gets people through school somehow faster like interesting right and also interesting would you take sex counseling advice from a 23 year old because I wouldn't like I, I need like, he, someone over the age of 35 to tell me what to do. Not just but I think sex, they were talking about like he I, and I don't know if I'm making this up or if I'm just projecting this, but I assume that he was talking about for kids like in school, like teenagers and stuff. But like sex counseling for teenagers. Listen, listen, I'm not saying that it's right or I wrong. Mean, I'm just saying that's the vibe I was getting. But... Did you catch that he's Belgian and Dutch? No, I didn't catch that. Yeah, no. like he's rocking the Belgian flag. Also, hey, can we talk about flags for a minute? Sure. Something that's going to be a problem is, well, maybe he's the only Belgian. But Belgium and Romania have like the same flag. And so we have Romanians oh. and a Belgian on this show. And so they're all rocking okay. the same flag, but they're obviously very different countries. 
Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for that. I'll keep an eye out. Uh, But yeah, then we get to the main episode. So I found it interesting because I was wondering if people didn't watch the first episode, did it seem just kind of random that like the episode started with all these, with the the challengers just tied up. It did. But then I I thought. I have to tell you it did. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So now it makes a little more sense, yeah. right? Just added some little context, some introductory into some of these people and how the setup took place. And so then now, again, the mission was, hey, they gave them like case files on all the other challengers. And they were kind of looking through trying to figure out who they wanted to be partnered with. So then that's where we jump to the actual episode where they're racing through to figure out who they want to be partners with, with a sledgehammer. So what did you think of this partner selection? I was intrigued because I thought some people made really good intelligent, intelligent decisions. And mm-hmm. other people, I was like, I mean, your guy Gabo, which... <laughs> <laughs> you're a big Simpsons fan. Have you ever seen the Gabo episode? Or is that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. Gabo's coming. Um, so well played. Thank you. Well played. I thought some made really great choices, like mm-hmm. Kel's smart going for Tori, for sure. Um, Big T going with Tommy, interesting, dangerous, like very smart. I kind of I'm intrigued by the Kyle and Amanda pairing. Which, mm-hmm. like, seems designed for chaos, but, like, could work, you know? Like, there is somewhere, like, a manual going for Casey. Intriguing. But then there is other ones yeah. where I'm like, why? Why? I mean, Gabo would be the worst example. But I have here. So, obviously, if you were and I were on this show, mm-hmm. we'd be internationals, right? So yes. if you were running good, good point. toward good these point. Bricks, I, uh, who I like would it. you have picked? Who would I pick to be my partner? I would have to go with Tori or Amanda. Mm-hmm. That's who I would be trying to be partnered with from the female side of things from the Americans. Tori or Amanda would be my first picks. Um, and that's just because... I don't know, like, I don't know Michelle yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't know anything about Survivor. If I was a Survivor person or I'd seen Survivor, right, to know, like, oh, she won Survivor because that takes a lot. That, like, you know, that tells me something, right? But definitely from the people that I know, if I'm just coming in with the challenge knowledge, I'm coming in and I'm picking Amanda or Tori. It's a tough call because the other because tr- Casey is Casey's really good, but I don't really know if I could vibe with Casey. I don't think I could vibe with Casey. I would not want to hitch my wagon to the Big Brother shenanigans. Also true. So it's a huge part. The other of it. choices are Ashley and Anissa. Mm-hmm. I love Ashley, but I think that could be. <laughs> I think the highs are really high with Ashley and the lows are really low with Ashley. Yeah. And she, she's like, Ashley's so funny because she's so good at it, this show, but she's so bad at getting a good start. Like she always has a rocky start to every well, season. The other thing I'll say, the other thing I'll say though, is I think both of us 
with the knowledge we've had of watching so many seasons of the challenge, I think that we would both know how to succeed with Ashley. Yeah. Right. Like Ashley needs a partner who is going to always be calm and cool, calm her down in the moment, relax, right? Chill out. It's okay. Everything's all right. Let me help you. This is a puzzle. You're good at puzzles. Cool. Let's chill. Let's just be quiet. Let's figure this out. Right. The, uh, you kind of need to go at her like that. You can't try to match her energy because that's when you're going to let me let me rephrase that question when it comes to Ashley. There's t- pretend there's two Ashleys. There's single mm-hmm. Ashley or there's Ashley with Nelson. And I'm not suggesting that we would hook up with single Ashley. I mean, OK, do you want to have a partner that is romantically involved with Nelson or sexually involved? Yeah. <laughs> Because like, like as much as you're we, adding a layer, like, I'm just you're saying adding like, another layer for when sure. you're running down, like if you're one of those internationals, are you aware of Ashley's, no. uh, we can call it an alliance with Nelson? Because if you're not, no, you'd have no clue. And then like you find out later, you're like, fuck, like I'm like, <laughs> this is who I'm now like tangentially involved with. Ugh, it's just like with Casey, like Casey's fine. But do I want to be by proxy in an alliance with Josh and Fessy? Probably not. It's a tough one. It's definitely a tough I one. I also think Anissa's an intriguing choice for us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because it's the same thing, right? Where it's, okay, here's someone who understands their game and their, the, their succession or their success, pardon me, Maybe I just have the show Succession on my mind because I'm wishing for it to come back faster than it's coming (laughs) back. But for Anissa to succeed, the partner that she needs is like Logan was perfect for her, right? He's good at challenges, but he's also a good uh, communicator despite even like his, uh, I don't want to say struggles with English, but like, you know, you can tell that it's not his first language, right? But even with that, still a really good communicator. They were working well together. It's just a perfect match. And I think you have to be really patient to deal with that. And hey, I'd like to think that I'd be a patient person, but who knows? Who knows? I think you're a patient person. Um, for, for what no, I mean, in the moment, like it's one thing to say, hey, this is what I think would happen while we're sitting on our couches. Right. But I'm talking about in the moment, in the battle, in the fire, how calm and cool would we be? Right. That's fair. Um, I was going to go into a deep dive, but it would have got to uh, Al Bundy poke high. So <laughs> let's just keep the, let's just keep things going here. But uh, the actual challenge, right, in terms of, OK, you pick your partner, you have to free your partner. But I was surprised at how many people were just like recklessly smashing the cement blocks and not really paying attention to the numbers or letters or anything that's on as there. Far as I, I was amazed by only that. Only Anissa and CT were like, hey, these probably mean something. Also, I love <laughs> CT hiding because he's like, I don't want any of these people to be my partner. Well, we have to remember, right? CT is in such an interesting spot. It is incredible that he was even able to win last year because the way that CT comes in now, he's like an OG OG, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a different level of vets where, you know, now you look at Corey, Nelson, Ashley, Fessy, like those people are vets now. 
But Anissa and especially CT, they're like OGs, mm -hmm. right? Same with Johnny Bananas, Wes. So they're kind of outnumbered every season. So he doesn't really know how it's going to play out. So he knows who his partner becomes is such a major, major, major thing for him because he doesn't have the big brother alliance with them. He doesn't really have, you know, the other vet numbers with him at all. Yeah. So he's kind of looking around and trying to do the same thing he's done for the past however many seasons, which is lay low, play his position, maybe side up with the right newbie and hope that their alliance numbers will keep him safe. You know what I thought was interesting? Big T had the opportunity to pick CT and mm -hmm. reunite Team Big CT. And they did not. It's interesting, right? And I mean, we don't know how the order played out. That's true. In fairness, right? We don't really know how the order played out in terms of who's picking the partners once you get the first couple people going through, right? So we don't know. CT could have been picked really early. but. Yeah. Either way, super interesting. Uh, no one's paying attention to the codes. As you mentioned, Logan seems to understand. And, you know, her, him and Anissa end up doing a really good job in terms of uh, working together and then figuring out the code. But, or no, sorry, they didn't even get to the code part yet, right? You had to pick up the safe. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing that made me laugh about the safe was... Why did Kyle make Amanda carry the safe? Because Kyle is a true feminist and he knows that Amanda has as much internal strength as he does. Mm -hmm. and, Interesting. and that, you know, he doesn't see the world through a binary gendered perspective or he's it sounds exactly like something Kyle would or say. he's just lazy <laughs> <laughs> and decided to have. Like, Amanda's a very strong, fit person, and, like, I like how she's, like, mm -hmm. you know, obviously moms are superheroes, but she's also, yep. like, five foot four and, like, 120 pounds. Like, she's... The, I'd be stunned if she's 120 pounds. She's a tiny human being. And, but either way... Kyle's, like, 6'2", <laughs> and, like, he's not the biggest guy, but it was so funny that he did that. And, yeah. and at no point did they switch. Like she was like, not that they showed us, definitely not. And I love that Amanda was like, Kyle, what the hell? And he didn't even acknowledge it. So crazy. Um, I did also love the twist of once you did, you know, get the safe together, you had to put together the code. But if you put in the code three times incorrectly, you were then locked out for five minutes. What a great twist. I, I love, love that. that. And I love seeing Nelson flip out. Because it's so <laughs> Nelson. Like, the five minutes you should see is like, okay, I'm going to have some water. I'm going to catch my breath. I'm yep. going to figure out this puzzle. And I'm just going to be calm, cool, and collected. And the second the five minutes is up, I'm going to enter in my code. And we're good. Instead, yeah. he's kicking it. He's shouting at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, as mentioned, Anissa and Logan, they just kind of whipped through this really quickly. Anissa was running hard through the back end of it, which is a big deal for people who might be new to the show and new to the pod. Anissa, the one thing that people always say about her, is she doesn't try hard. She doesn't run well. She seemed to run hard through this finish line, and that didn't look like it was that short of a no. run either. 
So Anissa and Logan come in first. Renan and Michaela come in second. Um, and then there's Tori and Kells who come in third. Um, did anyone else's finish kind of surprise you? What was kind of your, like, what is the game plan here, right? Because once you figure out that you're not going to win, you kind of know that it's good not to come in last. And there's also some thought process that people have where it's like, let's not finish too early because we don't want to put a target on our back if we, you know, are the newbies. I, I thought... What's your game plan? I actually here? thought Michaela and Raynon really made a mistake coming in second. I, I think mm -hmm. that's just putting a target on your back, especially a team that's two rookies. I mm -hmm. think you want to come in like fourth, right? Yeah. Like I think fourth and like from fourth to like third last, that's the sweet spot where you're not drawing any attention to yourself, especially after you've lost. What's it matter? Right? Like totally what the one, it doesn't matter. So just like, play it cool totally agree um <laughs> playing it cool was not what ashley was doing at all ashley and huey were struggling massively they were having a meltdown they end up getting passed by nani and gabo for last place <laughs> which people not familiar with the challenge nani is not good at puzzles so it's not surprising that nani would struggle but then having her partnered with Gabo, it's just like, this is not a good partnership <laughs> at all. Every time you... Like, this is not going to go it's well. It's not. Every time you say Gabo, I just think of The Simpsons. Anyway, Huey and... I was going to call her Louie. Uh, Huey and Ashley... <laughs> Huey and Ashley, terrible teamwork. Mm -hmm. Two similar people i guess in terms of communication styles in that they don't listen and they just talk my favorite yep. part of this whole like sequence is huey insisting that he's not going to go home first and that he and like huey you don't if you're going if you come in last like you don't have a say necessarily like he kept like speaking as if he had a lot of agency and like by a sheer force of will he'd be able to stay on the show if he lost. And like, no, like if you're going home, you're going home. It's not up for negotiation. They dodge a bullet when TJ, you know, gives him the old rope-a-dope and says, you're I got to admit, I was fooled. Yeah, they played it well. And he definitely had like a very lengthy pause, like enough for like Ashley to like, sort of have a she didn't freak out but she like stepped out of the line she keeled over she keeled over hands on knees i think again i think it's so funny that ashley either is like in the final and a contender to win or she's out on the first episode like it's there's no in between with yeah. her it's the highest of highs the lowest of lows yeah totally and you know tj i think the wording of it this time where he's like you guys are done coming in last place <laughs> and it's like wait what <laughs> consider this a very stern warning it's like yo bro you can't do that and i fully because things have been crazy the last few seasons with all these twists and turns i was kind of like we're kind of 
um, programmed to anticipate, yeah, you guys are done. Yeah. Right. And just have a big move like that happen. So it equally went the other way where I was surprised that like, oh, they just get to stay. Yeah. So I, I found that interesting. Um, yeah. Logan and Anissa wins. Time to put some, as Tori kept saying last season, put some respect on Anissa's name. Uh, they become what is called the agency. Mm-hmm. And you are safe from elimination. Um, the rest of the group has to go back, deliberate, pick a team to go in. And then the agency gets to pick the other team that they will go against in the elimination. Now we get back to the house. And things get interesting, don't they, John? The best, the best part of the best part of every season is the getting to know you section of the first episode because mm-hmm. you see the groundwork being laid. You see the foundation being poured. And it's just so good. Like, I mean, our man Gabo talking about his popcorn <laughs> muscles and now he picked nani because she's pretty and like she's quite flattered um i love that and let's be honest hold on nani is beautiful i have right like nani is one of the like all-time heavyweight champs of the challenge it's just we're so used to her because she's on the challenge every season we see her in maybe not her best moments all the time but i'm saying like if you just see nani like nani just pops up Nani is dope. I have to tell you, I think you and I part company on that opinion. It's okay. No, because I understand why. We've seen Nani like drunken, slurring, like in her absolute worst. And if you put Beyonce in like those Nani scenes, we would be looking at Beyonce being like, uh, no, I, I don't, don't know. Would. I think Rihanna, maybe. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. You get my point. You get I, my no, point. I I think there's more attractive women in this house than Nani. She doesn't quite do not disagree. I I uh I don't know. She doesn't do it for me like she once did. I found her more attractive. The way that you said that? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, was no, gonna say, on, I found her on, more attractive in her like debut season, like the real world when she was in Vegas. That sounds ageist, John. I'm just saying. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm joking. I just, I'm joking. I just don't think I'm she's joking. had the best I'm aging joking. process. If I didn't want to I'm be joking. that brutal, I'm but joking. I don't think she's aged well. No, no, no. Do you know what's funny? As I looked at the cast, um, I noticed right away that uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, why is this girl like mesmerized? And it, I was like, oh, it's the amber thing. It's the eyes. Yeah the eyes just like lock in and you're just like oh that's not that's not cool you gotta gotta blink gotta blink and look away or else it's like i don't know what you're saying to me anymore who was it last season that had me was it gabby yeah i think it was gabby i think it was gabby but anyways um yeah nani i love the eclectic mix of the challenge because you get all and hey we're saying this as you know men Mm -hmm. Who like women mm-hmm. but also acknowledge the fact that the challenge equal opportunity sexism here right do you know what i'm well, saying let's put it out wrong I'm term gonna, but you know what i'm, I'm saying gonna, equal opportunity um what's the word i'm looking for here i'm gonna sp- uh equal opportunity like ogling is that how you say it ogling, ogling? yes sure I, i'm actually sure. gonna put it out here there's many beautiful women 
on this season of the challenge. Uh-huh. I think it should be apparent to everyone that the men as a group are way more attractive. And I'm not saying that to put down the women. I'm just saying there are some super hot dudes on this season. <laughs> like I mean... CT is looking the best he has in years. And he's always been super hot. And he's got like his mumbly Boston charisma. Logan, <laughs> we already agree, is a beautiful man. I already said I'm a Raynan fan. Because I really your boy Nam 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 is a is a is a favorite Nam. amongs the females. Uh, Nam is super hot. Kells and let's get to Kells and Tori. Kells is super hot. Kells might be the most attractive person on this season. And you know Corey, even though he's retired, we already know about Corey's resume. And I I don't like Nelson's current beard hair uh, configuration. <laughs> but i can he's got the, he's got the soul glow coming in this season <laughs> yes he does <laughs> um and also like fessy's an attractive man like fessy mm-hmm. the ladies love fessy no for sure i just want to make it fully apparent that you know anyone who's new to the pod we're not doing the whole bro like oh my god uh, like that's not it's not what we do here right equal opportunity here and plus we know that a lot of our listeners we want you to all message us and let us know what you think of the cast as well right we're here for that totally here for that um you mentioned though the dynamic as we get the breakdown of the the partners right Mm -hmm. i loved ashley speaking to her partner and telling him first off in deliberation just shut the fuck up it's the best advice I've ever heard on this show. So good. Right. And, and it's honestly the best, the best, the best, the best advice. Um, followed by like the worst advice, which would come from your boy popcorn muscles, picking your partner just cause she's hot, but Hey, not everyone's here to win a championship. No. Right. No. And that's fine. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, what else we got? We said Logan and Anissa. We think that's a good partnership, yeah, right? Yeah, we have other good partners, CT and Berna. Berna, who was raised in the circus and is a former acrobat. Who is she? Dick and CT, like what the hell? <laughs> well, CT clearly had no idea about that, and how would you? How would he know that? But you could see his face kind of light up and be like, oh really okay like i might have struck gold here by total accident in terms of who his partner was so that's pretty cool um tori and kels trying to keep it on the low and i don't know what they were actually trying to keep on the low but i do love tori's confessional tori is still a confessional champion right where you know she's talking about is this god playing tricks on her again where she came into the season trying to say okay i'm gonna focus i'm not gonna get into anything not gonna focus on any boys and then boom really this is my partner (laughs) i thought that was it was funny you know i'm i don't know what's with me lately but i just i i really want a messy chaotic season and it's because last season was very drama free. Like there wasn't like there was drama, but not really. Like it was more like the Josh yelling yeah. and stuff. There wasn't really showmances or anything like that going on or hookups if, or anything like that. Going if on. Gabo has popcorn muscles, then Josh has popcorn drama. But what I would really like to see is a season with 
Tori and Jordan on the same season post breakup. Cause I think that would be fucking explosive. Cause like they take shots at each other on social media. Like they'll be like, oh, they comment, I didn't know that. like maybe they've settled down, but for a while they would like comment on each other's like social media, like taking runs at each other. And like, I did not know Jordan that. obviously has an explosive temper, but they're both great competitors. Mm-hmm. It would really divide the house. I would love to see that. It'd be interesting. I'd be so into that. I agree. Totally agree. Uh, Ashley giving the advice to the vets. Yeah. That they need to stick together. Well, I think it goes more than... It's more... It goes beyond advice. They are, like, making an agreement. They're like, are we going to take out Big Brother people? They couldn't because Josh was standing right there. But, like, they're like, hey, let's start with the survivor people and like we then have a confessional from several vets saying there's a veteran truce we're going to take out all the available rookies first which honestly i think is smart super smart and you could tell too that this is happening because the majority of the cast is around the same level of vet nature Mm -hmm. right like if you go back to the that season of War of the Worlds, yeah, right, the first one where the U.S. team just imploded, the reason was because there was such a mix of the levels of vets, yeah. right? You had your Wes, Johnny Bananas, Laurel, right? You had a lot of those OG vets, but then you had like the younger vets, and they had their issues that just kept going back and forth and back and forth. Whereas now, as I mentioned earlier. It's really CT and Nisa. And then most of those other people, it's the same level of Tori, Fessy, Devin, Corey, Nelson. Like all yeah. of those people have basically been on the show for the same amount of time. Yeah. It's really just Nani, Nani, who else? CT and Anissa. Yeah. Who are really like the OG OGs. Like they've been on for way longer. And I think that makes it easier for them to realize, hey, if we stick together, there's power here in the numbers. And just the way it works out in terms of alliances, right? Like, you're right. Nani, Anissa, and CT are sort of like on a different level in terms of experience. Everyone else basically came in at the same time, right? Like Devin and Tori were on the same season of Are You the One? Mm-hmm. Or one of this because they both were on two seasons but like and then they i believe made their debuts on the challenge on the same season when they started bringing in are you the one people right and like Corey, yeah and nelson i think nelson was on the same season as one of them for are you the one so there's just like and when you have like yeah, there's nani and casey obviously are in an alliance we'll get to that in a second but there's like everyone it's a cohesive group it's like yeah when you're in high school and you're like going into like grade 11 or grade 12 and you walk into a classroom and you look around and you're like, Oh, I'm good with all these people. Like this is going to be a fun class. Cause like I'm down with 80, like maybe I'm not best friends, but like I have shared laughs with everyone here. It's a good group Mm -hmm. in the room. You know, I think that's definitely the vibe. Totally agree. Um, (laughs) Where, where, where do we want to go next? Because I was found it interesting. The rookie dudes, like they're up in the morning working yep. out. 
which I found interesting because they weren't here to chill. No. Right. Like they're here like, oh, no, we're here working. And then at the same time, you see Corey running up that hill. Like this shows how much this show has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. Right. Even the rookies come in and it we didn't get the full on like party, party, party the first night that you normally get on a season of the challenge, mm -hmm. right? Like normally there's some hookup that happens and then that causes a beef in the house or something, but we didn't really see that. Instead, we got these people up early in the morning working out. No hangovers there. No, uh, but we did see, I guess the following night, Logan and Michelle's birthday. And uh, maybe this was the party party night. I think so. I Describe your man Devin's fit for me though here. Like get me, break this down for me. Sure, I'll uh, I'll paint you a word picture. So he's there. They have this montage of everyone getting dressed, and then he holds up a thong, and it's sort of like a, a gold and black pattern. I was a little disappointed that it didn't have like a tiger on it, but like, yeah. And he's just like nodding into the mirror, but for like the benefit of the camera. And then when they're bringing out the cake for, uh, it was Michelle and who was the other one that was celebrating? And Logan. Uh, Logan. Who neither one wanted to celebrate their birthdays. <laughs> no. Devin's carrying the cake and has like, is wearing a blazer and this thong and nothing else. I guess shoes. <laughs> and then he starts to do like a strip tease, although he doesn't have a lot to take off. It was just weird. I I gather he he likes Michelle, maybe, or is just like having fun, likes attention. Um, there is also no Johnny Bananas toast. And I know Johnny Bananas isn't there. Well, I was gonna put it out there. Anissa does the toast, and I thought she did a nice job. Oh. Oh, I thought that was a birthday toast, but you're right. You're totally right. I'm wrong. Yeah, there. because she yeah. says, like, let's have a great fucking season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like it. You're you know right. What? I think she like I like that she was the one to make the toast. Like I think mm -hmm. you know, she's CT might be older, but CT's not a great toast guy. Like we've seen CT no. try to do the Johnny Bananas toast and it's not as good. I thought she was perfect. Yeah, that's not CT's uh that's not his his main focus here. His his main move here. He's so trying to lay low. Yeah, so laying low, and I get it. Makes total it's the sense. Way to do it. It's the smart play. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Um, we start finding out a, a man's a manual. The vampire, the vampire likes Michelle. Um, and I wrote down again. Her eyes are mesmerizing. I had to like look away. I'm gonna have <laughs> such a hard time with him being a vampire, like. Yeah, it's I a want thing. that to be played up, and I want to see the producers, the editors, like really do some like Halloween graphics, but like cheap ones. Like, uh, mm. who's that character on SCTV? Ooh, you're going back too far for me. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's gonna Joe Flaherty plays him. Oh, it's gonna bug me. Uh, we'll keep it going. We don't we don't have to get up hung up on a 1970s sitcom reference. <laughs> Canadian sitcom reference. Yeah, but with a, a lot of people that I think 
people would a lot of actors that people count floyd that's who it was <laughs> need some count floyd graphics thank you for stalling while i google uh, no problem no problem uh but let's get to something else that you know really took up a big part of this episode which was the whole fessy nelson ashley uh amanda so basically we get nelson and ashley their thing they're like making out it's all fun and games we know this isn't going to end well right we've seen these two at work for multiple seasons no way this is going to work i was stunned to find out that ashley moved down to texas well it's to like live near nelson i found that interesting i found that interesting too because i knew she'd moved to austin Austin, but I yes. didn't know that he was there, and I didn't. Yeah, I certainly know. didn't consider that that was the motivation. I'm also going to say. I mean, we interviewed her not so long ago, and she specifically mm-hmm. said that she would not want to date someone on a reality TV show. But I also bet you that they would tell they would tell us they're not dating. That's true, but this is. Not not dating. Uh, <laughs> it's whatever the kids are doing these days, right? That's how I'll phrase it. Um, so, yeah, the interesting part of all this is Amanda obviously likes Fessy. And you could see it coming. And I just love this scene so much because it's such like. Such like high school in a sense oh, yeah. where I loved how, you know, it makes so much sense and you see it and you can just tell like, Oh yeah, I get that. That, that makes sense. But I loved how she was like dissing him and Fessy's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I can kind of tell that she likes me, but she also just like makes fun of me all the time, but I guess that's how she flirts. And it's like, yes, yes, it is. That's Amanda. That's very, <laughs> and to your point, that's very high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. sort of like, Oh, that guy fucking sucks. But like, can't stop talking about him. Right. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Allie Love, who pointed out something important about Amanda. Shouts to Allie Love. Amanda always comes like out of the gate real aggressive, and it's mm-hmm. her pushing people away before they can push her away, which is a good observation. Yeah. And when you keep that in mind with Amanda, it explains a lot. And it never occurred to me, but mm-hmm. it's so true that that's what interesting. That's what Amanda is doing. And, and like, it's, if you think about it in the context of like flirting with Fessy, if she like constantly chirps him and he rejects her, well, then she can save face and say, well, I was never interested in him. You heard me always like putting him down. But if, you know, he sort of brushes past that and they like make out, which they do here. Well, then she gets what she really wants, right? Like, it's a it's a very self-protective move. Yep. It's very interesting. Smart. But the key here is that Corey sees this all going down. And Corey's just, again, sticking with the high school theme. Corey is just loving this. Like, he's looking over the balcony. He's just laughing. And Amanda's embarrassed because she even says, thanks for ruining my night, Corey. And... At this point, they realize, all right, we got to have this conversation with Nelson. I just sorry, and the conversation. I'll pause you there. I know I already mentioned that I watched X on the Beach, but Corey came off so well on that season, and, and like mm-hmm. you could see that was the beginning of Corey's like 
improvement, self-improvement story arc. And okay. Corey has become one of my favorite people in like this reality TV universe. Like he, he is good. He is so like, he's still good TV, but he's no longer messy. And just the way he just kept laughing and laughing and laughing was so good. It was, it actually was. So they go to face the music with Nelson. And again, we said this all last season. Nelson is right to be pissed. Nelson has every right to be pissed. So for those people who don't know, they broke it down. But the real issue was the fact that they broke down on the show, but they didn't really like give you the full scope of what happened. Like they're in an alliance with each other. Fessy could have gone in at any point before because he kept winning. So he bypassed going in the week before and then decided that he was going to go in at this point against his own alliance member, against his own beyond alliance member, his own friend, and eliminate him just because he was like, oh, it's a hall brawl and I can win a hall brawl. Yeah. Really shady. Didn't give him a heads up either. Just did it. And allegedly, and yeah, like fought dirty and like took advantage of an injury that he knew about that Nelson had. And he only knew about yes. it because he'd been told in confidence because they're bros. Exactly. Super shady. So here's my Super thing. shady and hasn't done anything like hasn't done a really good like fulsome apology. You know, like really hasn't cleared the air properly. Yeah. I don't disagree at all. Even in the I even think, in this um, conversation. You know, he says, like, I told you it was selfish, but like Fessy, I should say, says to Nelson, I told you already I was being selfish that season. That's not an apology. Like saying, yeah, I was was being shitty. That's not an apology. That's an acknowledgement that you did something wrong, but it's not showing regret or like doing something to make it up to him or or anything like it's it's not nearly enough. No, for sure. I totally agree. Uh, And if I'm Nelson, though, I think you got to say you let it go in the moment and always just have it in the back of your mind. Have a long memory on that. Mm -hmm. Then for the rest of this part, it's kind of just figuring out the survivor people. Right. Corey's trying to get in their heads, realizing the survivor people like they come from a game where it's all about politic and it's all about that. But here comes a big drama of the episode. Emmy goes to Torian and Nisa and says that she walked in on a conversation with Michaela and Michelle and someone else was there, too. Maybe the other survivor people. I'm not sure. I can but tell you who it was. They're making it a, was, a list. Yeah, it was um, Michelle. Raynon and Tommy along yes. with Mikhail. And they were making up a list of people to trust, people they want to get out, this, that, and the third. And now the list becomes this whole thing because as these things go in the house, everyone starts looking for the list. Rumors start flying, whispers start happening. And Anissa, I didn't like this. Anissa started like looking in people's bags trying to find the list. I thought that was very out of bounds. I would agree. I would agree. Because, like, you don't, 
like there's all sorts of things that someone could have in their bags that are personal but look like a list mm-hmm. like it might be like a note from a loved one that's like private and has nothing to do with gameplay but that it needs to be like oh what's this piece of paper like it's it was sketchy but it's also hilarious that they were like fully like we're just gonna go through people's shit i i also yeah. don't understand like surely it's enough to be told that the list exists and like you don't know Michaela at all, just like work on the assumption that she's gunning for you. Like that should be your base assumption mm-hmm. if you're Anissa and Tori. People are gunning for us. Here's and you and I say it every season. Michaela just gave us a reason to get rid of her. We're already looking to get rid of survivor people. This is enough. <laughs> like, you don't need evidence, right? This isn't the court of law. This is the challenge. You just need enough to get yeah. people pissed enough to vote. That's all you need. Totally agree. Totally, totally, totally agree. Um, so as mentioned, this flies through the house and well, it became so super obvious that the rookies were all going to turn on each other, yeah. right? Well, I want to break down some things here because yes, Emmy gets the ball rolling, but Huey also says he saw it saw the list and uh big t goes to tommy about it because they're partners and she was like hey you gotta like be cool (laughs) like cut this out and tommy's like yeah i did see the list but like i wasn't involved in its creation and she was like okay so like the list like the list is real again if enough people say they've seen it you don't need to find it yourself anisa but what yeah. did you think of Emmy's play telling Anissa and Tori about this list? It's an interesting play because you could make them aware of it and then kind of fade into the background. Do the old Homer Simpson. Yeah. That that would and be more And sorry if my if the <laughs> sorry if the volume of my voice went down there cuz I actually was fading back away from the microphone, which makes no sense if you're just listening to the podcast. Yeah. I I agree with you, but I also think, like, I don't understand what she was thinking. Like, I thought it was a bad move strategically because you should know that, you like, Anissa and Tori are not the people you want to be allied with if you're Emmy. So why are you giving them this critical information? For free. Like, she got because nothing out of it. You, the rookies don't know how to play the game yeah. yet. So they don't realize that they have numbers if they break it all down. They probably have numbers that make any vote close. Right? But on top of that, even if some rookies understand that, you're not going to get all of the rookies to all vote together right away from the beginning. So that means that the vote's going to come down to rookies. Yep. How do you make sure that it's not going to be you? Well, you shift the blame on someone else. You give them a reason to pick someone else. And so that's why I don't argue with her intent in terms of, you know, shifting the blame here. You guys are probably wondering which rookies you should put in. I'm going to give you the rookie that you should put in. I'm not mad at that. I just think she went a little too ham with it. And there's another side to this that I found, you know, I feel bad for Michaela 
because yes, she's making this list, but she could also just be like trying to like figure out everybody, like who everyone is. Like you got to remember, right? If you're a rookie, you're coming in and learning all of these people. You don't know anyone. You might know one other person in the house, maybe. And so I feel like I would struggle learning everyone's name. So I could understand if I'm writing a list down just to figure out who's who and who's partners. The problem came with everyone else knowing, oh no, you separated it up into threes. Yeah. I see. I think this is something that separates the rookies from the vets and from the challenge from other shows is that the veterans on the challenge will do research and so many people come into the show without doing any research, which is such a mistake. But if, for example, they all knew who Michelle, Michaela, and Tommy was. Like, it's clear that everyone that's a veteran on the challenge, maybe not everyone, maybe not Fessy, but most of the vets have watched every season of Big Brother and watched every season of uh, Survivor and like they're doing their best to watch these obscure shows in other <laughs> languages. Like it's very obvious that they, it's their job and they take it seriously. Not that these other people aren't taking it seriously. Well, your guy Gabo's not, but like the, my point is that you're, maybe you're right. Maybe Michaela is just trying to learn people's names. But I'm saying that like a CT and Anissa, they don't need to learn people's names because they already know. <laughs> like they've they are putting in that work, like they are figuring out how to memorize everything. Yeah, no, I, I, it's very good point. Very interesting point. Um, it and it led to a very interesting deliberation, which. I like how they're doing it this season where you kind of sit all in the same room and you're voting at the same time and you're voting on those little iPads. I think that's kind of interesting, but I also love just the way that everything ended up blowing up because Michaela right off the front end, she tries to shift the focus off of her right onto Michelle, yeah. which I was kind of surprised at that move, but also because there's two ways you can handle it. What she did in terms of shift the blame onto someone else or you just say, hey, I already know what's about to go down. Just throw me in. There's no need for, to do all this. I'm going in. Who wants to smoke? I'm taking them out. Mm. But again, it comes down to what we say all the time. Do you want the smoke or do you not want the smoke? Well, I think another thing we always say is do less. And throughout, Michaela should be doing less. Yeah, but I mean, and maybe she tried and fought it and then Emmy just came and blew up the spot, breaking everything down on her list, who to trust, who not to trust, who should go in. At that point, I'm like, Michaela's done. But then Emmy was making so many waves and then Tommy came in and Tommy's like, oh, yeah, I saw the list. That That's what it was. And it was just if you're the vets, you're sitting back just like, oh, this is poetry. This is amazing. I love at one point Huey chimes in and actually like wheels around and goes, shut the fuck up because <laughs> she sees <laughs> what's happening. And like <clears throat> and like you can see all the veterans just have bigger and bigger smiles as this gets messier and messier because yeah. they like. They've already agreed. There's already the veteran truce. And they've already agreed we want to target people from Survivor and feeling that we want to target rookies. And here are the four people from Survivor 
excuse me, the three people from Survivor turning on each other without any prompting. Like, they don't even have to communicate to their partners. There doesn't have to be any, like, hand signals. Well, it's just like, oh, this is like a straight up and down vote going exactly the way we want it. I felt bad for Renan because, like, he didn't even say anything. He didn't even really do anything. And he was just guilty by association and he was getting thrown in. Mm-hmm. But, hey. um, So we skip ahead because we all know who the vote ended up being for. Mm-hmm. Right, ends up being for Michaela and Renan. There ended up throwing in, thrown into the elimination, which is called the Lair mm-hmm. this season. And of course, it begins with a twist. And the twist is, which I think maybe they should have let it rock out normally for a couple of weeks, yeah. and st- and then bring in this twist, because it would have just you know, you would have seen decisions move differently for a bit, and then you'd have to adjust. But instead now, they add in the wrinkle that, okay, you go in, if you're picked by the whole group, you're picked as a group, you're picked as a partnership going into the lair. But whoever the agency picks, they can just pick whoever they want to go in. doesn't have to be partners at all. What did you think of that twist? I love it. Um, And it's going to make it way easier for the veterans to pick off the rookies. But conversely if an all rookie team somehow wins a competition and they're the agency, they'll be able to pick off. Like you could really do some damage, right? Like you could be like Tori and Anissa, like, or like if Tori's already voted in Anissa, like get down there. And then like, we're going to partner you with Fessy. <laughs> like, well, best here's of luck. Thing, right. It's like, here's the thing that I think it does the most because we see it. They've eliminated it a, a little bit the last few years, but it crept up towards the end of last season where people stopped trying during the daily challenges because yep. there was no, the incentive wasn't enough to win. Yeah. Now I think you have to try. Oh, yeah. Because you can't risk whomever going in. They could backdoor you super easily and you could think you're cool at your alliance and then it doesn't matter. The only real way to keep yourself safe is to win the elimination. So I think that's super interesting. I like the twist for sure. Um, so as mentioned, Michaela and Renan go in and Anissa and her partner, who I'm blanking on his name right Logan. now. Logan, thank you very much. I didn't get this because they end up picking Corey L. I didn't understand it either. And Corey L was salty about it. And I think had every right to be salty. He had nothing to do with this messiness beyond Emmy being his partner. And now his ass yeah. is on the line. What? I think they just made that rash decision. They're like, okay, we're putting in Emmy. Cause Anissa said earlier, she was going to put in Emmy yeah. to let them fight it out. And I think once they made that decision, they just didn't want to make another decision. Yep. Right. And just switch off to another guy. So they just stuck with that. And he's just collateral damage, which sucks for him. But yeah, I felt bad for him. I really did. And then for the women, they picked Michelle, which kind of seemed obvious, right? I just, here's my Uh, question for you. Is there a better person to put in than Corey? Because like Michelle's definitely the right choice on the woman's side. But don't you think that they could have made 
been smarter with the man, the male side. Like, wouldn't it depends? Like, who? But it depends on the game plan. Like, who are you trying to get out? Right? Are you trying to get out Michaela and company? Because then it's like, well, I'm just going to put in a strong person, but you have to put in a strong person that you like. They're not going to put in Kells. Yeah. Right. Like, who? Who? Who else would you put in? I think it made I sense in, because I mean, so I'm looking at the list of pairings because you don't want to screw over. What you want to do is you want to target a man that is partnered with another, like another rookie, right? Like you don't, for example, you don't want to put and in Kells because that screws over. It's Tori. Tori. So the first choice that is out there is Jeremiah. Because he's partnered with Tasha. And like Jeremiah's. And he hasn't said anything at all the whole episode. (laughs) So, like, that's one option. There is, yeah, Corey L. Trying to see who else there. I think Jeremiah's the only option because Tommy is partnered with Big T. So, because Tommy would be the more obvious choice over Corey L. But then you're fucking over Big T, who they like. And I bet you what could have happened, though, is I could see them have already told them, hey, we're going to put you guys in against each other. Yeah. Right? Like, so get ready. We're not we're not trying to blindside you or whatever. We're putting you guys in. But then once they get there and the twist occurs, then it's like, oh, well, we're not going to screw over someone else. You, We already told you. Like, I could see it going out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but who knows? Who knows? So anyways, that's what it ends up being. Michelle and Corey versus Michaela and Renan. Or Renan. Sorry, I keep mispronouncing your name, but obviously I won't be doing it for much longer because <laughs> they go this challenge and, you know, it's back. They're back to back. And I mistaken what this challenge was. I thought that you had to like push your partner off the other end i didn't realize that you were you just had to like drag them off yeah i didn't realize that yeah so it wasn't very clear but this also looks like an incredibly difficult competition and dangerous which we see like exactly because it just looks like a recipe for tearing a ligament like it's it's there's a a lot of potential for getting seriously hurt here what do you think the strategy is, though? Because I, I was, I watched closely, and I, I had an idea as to how I would handle it, and maybe Corey L did it, but generally people did not do what I thought I would do. Yeah, I don't think there is much of a strategy. I just think like you got to try to, with your partner, communicate to pull in one direction. Yeah. The other thing is that right, like one side or the next or something like that to move the momentum, right? So if I'm beside, like if I'm on the left and my partner's on the right, and I'm the stronger one, I'm gonna nudge her so that pull towards me. Yeah. Well, I. Th- Do you know what I mean? So that we're working in the same direction. I th- one thing I noticed, and Raynon uh, and Michaela got into this trouble real early, is you want to have as many points of contact as possible like if your hand is in the air it's not helping you if your foot is not on the ground it's not helping you right Mm -hmm. it i like the most it wouldn't make a huge difference but at the very least you want to be at least creating friction 
right? Like, you want every... And I think playing off the sides is really important because it's probably easier to, like, wedge a foot against, like, the sidewall than it is on the ground. And, I mean, Corey really showed us something. Like, it wasn't quite the banana's backpack, but but he did a great job of really setting the tone. I mean, uh, Anissa... No, he won it. He dragged them up. But Anissa said, like, you know, forget the banana's backpack. He's got a backpack, a fanny pack, and (laughs) she said something else. But it was a very impressive showing by Coriel, who, again, like, should not have been in the line of fire, really. Yeah. I mean, that was my line of the episode. Anissa says we saw the bananas backpack. Well, Corey just wore the knapsack backpack and a fanny pack. (laughs) And it was, yeah, like he basically dragged the whole squad and ended up winning for him and Michelle. But I will say midway through, I realized, oh, wait, I've already seen a trailer of Michelle making out with someone. So my assumption was they were going to win before, you know, like while this was going on. But either way, Great showing. They're still there. Uh, Renan and Michaela are out, and my guy's also leaving in a sling, so poor guy. Um, and, and then you get the breakdown of the partners. I'm sorry, Corey I L. I just want to pause you there. Renan, again, did nothing wrong here. Like he, he, I guess he yeah. was present for the conversation about the uh, the list, but like he just got dragged along literally and metaphorically in this. Mm-hmm. Felt bad for him and got injured for his troubles. Yeah, not a good look for him. He had a tough go. He had a tough go. I don't know if he'll be back. Um, but the the beauty of winning is you get to either stay together or go back to your partners or steal whatever partner you want. And I was actually kind of surprised. I thought they might want to stay together, but I was wrong. And we find out that Nam had to leave the game which we don't know why, but a replacement comes in, Ed, who all these people seem to know, but no idea who I Ed is the, or what the circle I is. I had the exact same note where I was like, who is this guy? Where they're like, it's Ed. And like, I expected crickets. So the circle is a Netflix show that okay. is, if I, I've never watched it. So I might be getting this totally wrong, but I think the circle is where it's all about social media. So they're all like living in apartments in the same building and they have to create like a social media profile and like Mm -hmm. whoever is most popular based off of their social media within the house, within the building, like it's sort of like head of household or whatever. And like you eliminate people, but you can lie. So like you can like decide to be your authentic self or you can like catfish people essentially. I gotcha. I gotcha. But yeah, I, Sounds I had the same reaction as you where everyone's like, Oh shit. And they're like losing their minds. I'm like, who is like this Chad Gable looking motherfucker? Like I had no idea who he was. Super strange, but Michelle doesn't pick Ed. She, in fact, says that she's going to choose beauty over brawn and picks Devin. Yeah. I was stunned. I did not see that coming. I was super confused. So and I want to talk about what this. do you make of that pick? So Michelle says that Devin was signaling her to pick him. And he was. 
mm-hmm. which is yeah. interesting. No, it's just a smart move by Devin because he wants a good partner. But he's also... So, two things on that. First of all, Devin has already got an agreement to take out Survivor people. So, I think what Devin's doing is he recognizes, hey, I can just sabotage them by partnering with them. And then, as long as members of my alliance are the agency, they'll pick Michelle and not me. And, like, we're good. And I'm just going to, like... Because he sort of did that last season, right? Like, he, who was it he was partnered with? There was someone where he's like, I don't like them, so I'm going to get them eliminated, but I'm their partner. Was it Tori? Uh, I don't but remember. But he was actively working against his partner. And when they were leaving, well, we have to talk about the other partners, but when they were leaving, Devin pulled Anissa aside and said, this is the best case scenario for us. Because now we've split the house. No, that's a good call. It's a good call. So I think it's a very I good think call. Michelle picked Devin because he was signaling, but like, I don't think I don't think Devin's looking to work with Michelle. I think Devin's looking to fuck over Michelle, because I think of all the rookies, she's the one that I'd be most concerned about. No, that's interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, yeah. So Corey ends up picking Tori, and Kells is not happy about that. Which, I mean. He shouldn't be happy about that as his new partner becomes Tracy, who hasn't really said much the entire time. I don't know anything about Tracy She's at all. She's from Germany. And then, That's all I know. And then Ed and Emmy are partners. And yeah, there we are. Episode one. I liked it. Of course. I thought it was great. What's not to like? What's not to like? We're here. The drama is Sorry, here. We skipped my line of the episode. So when... Michelle chooses Devin. Devin makes like a big fuss as mm-hmm. he is wont to do. And Kyle, I think it was Kyle, shouts, Oh, the second best athlete up here. <laughs> Referring to himself. That killed me. Well played. Well played. So we've set our lines of the episode. Who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? Um, who killed it for me is Anissa. Mm. Because. Anissa is coming into this season again where, you know, she's going through the same struggles as always, where who's going to be her partner. She's coming off a season where no one wanted to be her partner. It was obviously such a big thing with Fessy and all that drama that was going down. And she gets picked by like the nicest guy ever, who is also a really good competitor and a great match for her in terms of communication. So, you know, you end up winning the challenge, you are part of the agency, and you execute a plan to eliminate some rookies who are causing drama. All good. First good go for Anissa. She gave the toast as the OG vet, giving the, the toast in place of Mr. Johnny Bananas. All in all, good showing for Anissa. Anissa, you killed it for me as our MVP of episode one. I'm going with an LVP, least valuable player. Okay. It's got to be Michaela. Like, what yeah. an absolute clusterfuck. And so unnecessary and made... Mm-hmm. Ev- doing too much. Doing way, way too much. And made every wrong move. Like, gained no ground on, uh, on like, fixing the situation. 
immediately turned on her most obvious alliance, right? Like, they started the episode basically in an alliance, and at the slightest hint of trouble, they all turned on each other. But it was, it was Michaela's doing, and just, like, the energy she brought when she was faced with these accusations, like, oh, I'll show you the list, and, like, Anissa said it in confessional. Now I only think you're more sketchy. Like, just from start to finish, the wrong things to do. And, like, I I don't watch Survivor, but I'd heard of Michaela, and I've heard of Tommy, and I've heard of Michelle, and I expected more. And, like, our first real introductions to Survivor people, American Survivor, has generally been positive. Like, I really like Jay, as an example. But Michaela just shat the bed and, like, just kept digging herself a hole and then had showed us nothing in the actual competition like in the actual elimination itself so definitely an lvp gets her partner's arm all like jacked up like just yeah and like at least she sort of laughed about it and was like i took notes and like i'll be better next season which like positive spin but i don't I never understand how these people come on the show, especially when like you're American and can easily watch on Paramount Plus every season of the challenge. You know you're coming on the challenge. Do three things. Start going to the gym, start swimming, and start watching old seasons. That's all you gotta do. Fair. And like you're not like wrong. they get like a month's notice. I'm not saying you're gonna be able to do like get an incredible shape. I'm not saying you're going to be able to get like become an incredible swimmer. I'm not saying you're going to watch every season, but you can really get like the basics down. She clearly didn't. And for that, Michaela gets my LVP, our first LVP of the season. (laughs) Great start. It's a great start. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander on uh, Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe on the YouTube page. You can watch this podcast and other video content from the On Blast Podcast Network. Just search On Blast Podcast or like and subscribe at Sheldon Alexander as well. That's my name. You know, you can see our handsome faces. We'll put out shorter clips and stuff from the videos and, you know, we record the podcast. Lots of other stuff going on there as well. Like and subscribe. That's how you support the team. Like the video. Like the the pod wherever you're listening because we're everywhere, right? Yeah. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess the kids call it now. You know? All that fun Do stuff. Do the kids listen to Apple Podcasts? Maybe they're on Spotify. I, I don't think know. they are. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. I have to say, though, I'm taking a short leave of absence from Twitter right now, just until Monday, because I'm on a sort of mini vacation right now uh, due to time owing after a lengthy assignment. So by all means, get at me on Twitter, but also recognize I don't have it on my phone right now, and I'm generally staying off my computer, so I won't be looking at it until Monday, August 16th. And then I'll get back to you because I could take a break from Twitter. And so I did because, you know, that's when you can, you should. 
which was my thing. Nothing wrong with that. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.